Welcome to Unbought and Unbothered. I'm your host, Thish. On this episode of Unbothered Unbothered, I had the pleasure of holding space with Michelle Ghoston. Michelle is the owner of Michelle Cherie Beauty, where she specializes in enhancing beauty. You can get a full glam from her, um, makeup products, eyeshadow palettes, lipsticks, eyebrow pencils. Um, she even teaches a class that teaches how to make ourselves beautiful. Michelle is a wife. She works full-time. She is a mother and still made time to better herself and to make her dreams come true. Michelle is the definition of hard-working woman and living your purpose. It is literally no doubt in my mind that Michelle is exactly where she is supposed to be and she is only going to get better. Trust me. I hope that you guys take from this interview just the power of purpose. And here's Michelle. Michelle, I'm so glad to have you on. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Living the dream. Tired, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) So for those who don't know anything about Michelle Golston, please tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, I am Michelle Golston, formerly known as Michelle Cherie with Michelle Cherie Beauty. Um, I am a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a business owner. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. I am a nine to five worker. I'm, I wear many hats. <laughs> you do. Let's do it. I mean, literally it all. <laughs> and y'all, she is also my makeup artist. So anytime y'all see my makeup that look like it's slain, it's, it's her. It's not me. It is me. <laughs> <laughs> it is her. She is the artist. I am the canvas. <laughs> so you have always for as long, even back in high school and Upward Bound, you've always been a person who always had like the fly makeup. Like you, I always <laughs> will be like, dang, Michelle, what kind of eyeshadow is that? You always been like that. So it's not like when I heard you had a beauty line and was doing makeup, I was like, duh. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like Beyonce singing, like, duh. <laughs> right. So it's not, it wasn't a surprise, you know. Um, I feel like this literally has probably been a part of your purpose forever. Oh, yeah. Because you've always <laughs> just been. I mean, you're beautiful anyway, but you've always been facially on point. I have, you know, the makeup has always been there. So what gave you the push to just go out there and start uh, Michelle Cherie? I mean, it's just, I've just always been inspired. I just always been inspired by beauty and fashion. And I will say it, it started at home. Like I saw my mother and my grandmother and Keep in mind, I grew up in a single parent home. My grandmother, I did not see. She was a married woman, 
but my grandfather died before I was even born. But mm-hmm. I grew up in a single parent home, but I saw two women still keep themselves together, if that makes sense. Yes. Like I saw them like be beautiful, be just be them and right. carry themselves with grace. And so that inspired me by itself. That inspired like, me so much to where I just I wanted to carry myself that way. Like I've never saw your mom, um, you know, God bless her, uh, not on beat. Never saw your mom. Not on point. <laughs> I mean, never. I cannot tell you a time that I ever saw your mother. And she wasn't like <laughs> on point. Never. Not at the grocery store, Walmart. She is not just running out any kind of way. I have never. And so, you know what's crazy? We used to. Like me and my brother and my sister, we used to joke with my mom and be like, Mom, you could be going to the mailbox and put on your makeup and put your clothes on mm-hmm. just to go to the mailbox. But I didn't understand it at the time because my mom was a single mother and because she had to live the stereotypical life of a black woman as a single mother. She did not want her image to reflect it. And I did not understand it then until I became, you know, an adult and older and understood and matured. But as I grew up, I was like, you know what? I understand you don't want to look around like your story. Right. You don't want people to look. Oh, that gave me goosies. That gave me goosebumps. (laughs) Because I I understand that, you know. Yes. I get that. Yes. And, And I mean... My mom was a very prideful woman, so it's kind of like that was passed down to me. It's kind of like I kind of picked up what she was laying out, and I kind of just carried that on and then didn't even realize I was setting a purpose for myself. So I I, I just felt like it it was meant to be. It was meant to be. It was already done for me. I I definitely agree. Like, like I said, it wasn't a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it's kind of like when I heard about it, it was like, oh yeah, that's the Michelle I've always known. They're like it it it's like it almost was like, oh, what took her so long? Or you know, oh yeah, she, you know, it's like Michelle doing makeup, absolutely. Like, I, I don't know what you wanted to be when you grew up, but <laughs> that felt like it. So yes. when was the first time you recognized that you actually had a talent to do it? Because it's one thing to want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to have a talent. It's a lot of people that do makeup that don't have the talent. Mm-hmm. You actually have the talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. the first the first time I recognized it was when others recognized it. Oh, okay. It wasn't something I knew until someone else told me. Mm. And my friends, you know, I, whenever we would go out and get ready to go places, yeah, I was, I loved to do my friends' makeup. We, wherever we were going, like, Michelle, will you fix my hair? Or will you fix my eyebrows? Or whatever it was. And then when they compliment or when they mention things like, yes, I only want you on my eyebrows. I only want you mm-hmm. on my face. When that became something that I recognized from them is when I said, 
this is something I can do. Like, this is something I need to be doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was kind of like, I didn't know my talent until my talent was shown from others. Right. So because I, it just, just kind of hit me that way. <laughs> I don't want nobody else to touch. Girl, my husband don't want nobody else to touch <laughs> my face. <laughs> if I'm gonna get a whole makeup look, he's like, <laughs> like for the Christmas pictures and our anniversary, he's like, "Have you booked Michelle yet?" I was like, "I mean, I'll get around to it." He was like, "I'm just saying, you just need to make sure." <laughs> you know, for I mean, he, I know for a fact, uh, he loves the eyebrows and the eyelashes the most. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think the last look we did, you did a really, really. Uh, detailed contour and he was like is that what contour it is and I'm like yeah he was like he was like that lady's blessed <laughs> so yes. yes I you know and I could see that because to you uh, you're just doing something that you know to do right. and it take other people to be like girl you is really setting it off <laughs> yes because I mean when we went, when we go to events or something, everybody's like, who do your makeup? I told them, I'm about to get some cards. <laughs> yeah. <Or> whatever. Because <laughs> it is, it's a question that I am always asked if we go somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's almost next to who does your hair? You just always look together. And I always <laughs> tell people, I'm like, trust me, it's not me. I look like trash. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so... I I truly I'm glad that I'm glad that you recognized it and actually tapped into it because some people can tell you you're good at something and you don't look out you know you can be humble about it but hey man yeah you are and it awesome take, it takes some time to receive yeah that you are doing something good that you are good at something because like you said people can say like oh this is really good like but you have to be willing right. to believe in yourself as well right. so I had to take that into consideration are they just being nice are they just saying that but if you don't believe in yourself no one else will right. so I kind of had to get a little bit of both I had to right. take in what they were saying and then I also had to believe it yeah I receive it what is one product you cannot live without as far as beauty wise, you know what? <laughs> What's, what is in Michelle's purse? She is not leaving the house without. You know what? I I do not carry any makeup with me when I leave the house. The only thing I have to have is a lip product. That is the only thing. Like even if I do or do not do my makeup for that day. I mm-hmm. have to have a lip product in my purse. Whether it's a lip gloss or a lipstick, I have to have it. <laughs> and what's wild is last season, I interviewed um, celebrity makeup artist, uh, Kiara. Shout out to mm-hmm. Kiara. And she, said, she said the same exact thing. She has to have a lip product. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a must. It is a, a must. must. Okay. Because people don't know it or realize it, but you can have on no makeup and you could throw on a dress or you could throw on some jeans. But if you throw on some lipstick with it, you have just changed the whole outfit. You have changed mm-hmm. the whole look. I mean, you went from a casual look to a more dressy, casual look. And I, I used to be a person 
that it was kind of hard for me to just not wear makeup for a while. And then I started to love my skin. I started to love my skin. I started to love my features. I was a person that suffered from dark circles under my eyes before. And (laughs) I used to try to conceal and cover that up a lot. And I would not, I used to carry like my little sponge and my little concealer with me to touch up under my eyes. I don't do that anymore simply because I love me for me. I love my flaws. Mm. I love my skin. I love my beauty. And I'm not saying that makeup is your hidden tool. Mm. I'm saying that you got to love you. You got to love your beauty. And then that's when you can appreciate enhancing your beauty. So Mm. I I kind of stepped back from taking so many little products with me um, and feeling like I have to have this or have to have that. Now, just give me my lip gloss or my lipstick and I'm good. <laughs> right. Right. And I think that's important, like embracing like your I mean, whatever your skin is, even if like I have hyperpigmentation mm-hmm. I had to learn to really and shout out to Ebony Mason my skincare person. I have her she, products as well. Yeah, oh my God, isn't she great? She yes. is amazing. I have her scrub and I love it. I love Me, it. I have, her, I have like her cleanser, her toner, I have her scrub. And as my skin has improved, I, you know, I'm be honest, I didn't know I was taking such bad care of my skin. <laughs> but I have, um, she has her products and... Hopefully I can get her on this season. Her products <laughs> and her um, care for my skin has really transformed how I feel about my skin. Yes. Like I can go, um, you know, I used to not could go to like even Walmart without at least putting on some foundation because mm-hmm. I had so much acne and these dark spots and little hairs popping up on my face. And now that, you know, I have the products and I'm doing the thing with my hormones, my skin, I drink more water. Water is key, y'all. Yes. <laughs> I drink more water and my skin is just like, I'm like, oh, it's not so bad today. So every mm-hmm. time I go get my makeup done, it always enhances what I already feel like so comfortable in my skin. Because I used to not even would go get my makeup done by nobody because... Mm-hmm. My skin was so bad. I didn't want nobody to see it without wow. the makeup. You know what I'm saying? So as it cleared up, like being comfortable in your skin and what yes. you have going on is amazing. And I'll tell you, I never knew you had dark spots around your eyes. I, I mean, you're not, <laughs> but yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of people didn't know I had as much hyperpigmentation as I do because mm-hmm. I would, I would put on foundation and not nothing else just to cover that up, you know? Right. So I totally relate to that. Okay, so how do we do a perfect eyebrow? Because you're like the queen of like eyebrows. <laughs> like, girl, that's why I wrote you. Like, do you have a tutorial? Like, put this shit out. Well, I will. <laughs> what is I, the key factors? I'm just going to define what a perfect eyebrow is. Okay. A perfect eyebrow is your perfect eyebrow. If you like thick eyebrows, if you like skinny, if you like more curved, if you like more 
uh, round or sharper edge eyebrow. It's your perfect eyebrow. So mm. one thing that I like to do is I like to go and I have I have this thing where I like to outline my natural shape of my brow. And because, no, I mean, you you might see someone else's eyebrows and you're like, oh, I want my eyebrows to look like that. But you have your own unique, natural shape brow. Mm -hmm. And some people, they're so focused on getting their brows to look like this or look like that. And they're not realizing your brows are beautiful, too. You right. just have to find that way to enhance your brows to stand out like they've got their eyebrows standing out. So I like to tell people, go by the outline of your naturally shaped brow. Once you do that, just fill them in. Fill in your brows and go through and clean it up with concealer. I use the concealer to clean up around the brows and then I buff it out with a little bit of powder and blend it in. And mm -hmm. I, I say that because so many people are very focused and overly focused on right. trying to perfect this this perfect brow look and they don't even realize their brows are already beautiful you know I've had so many people sit in my chair and they're like oh my eyebrows or they're just constantly going over things on their face and I'm sitting up there doing their makeup and I'm like girl you just don't even realize your eyebrows are beautiful <laughs> right right <laughs> I've had people that would go on and on about lashes and stuff and they don't even realize you have big thick beautiful lashes that are curly and long right. and I'm a person that I have I have to apply lashes I don't have any <laughs> I mean I've never really had lashes it's just right. something I haven't had so when I see people get in my chair it kind of is a reflection on me because I was that way. And sometimes it's it's kind of like an eye opener where I'm like, was this me? Was this really me? Right. I used to just down myself and talk about myself and my flaws. All I literally had that moment when you was talking. I was like, mm. I know for a fact like, I went in on my skin. So See? See? And see, that's why I witness all the time these women, they come and they sit in my chair and all they're pinpointing is their flaws. Yeah, all they're we, talking about on is how they wish this and wish that. And they like this better. And that, and they're not realizing, ma'am, woman, queen, come on, sis. You have to love yes. you. You've got to lift yourself up. Because I was that person. Yes. I would sit and look in the mirror for hours in high and school. And just pick myself apart. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so I worked all like that, that out thing. in therapy, but I yes. definitely used to pick myself apart. <laughs> you have to. You got to learn how to love yourself because yeah. if you don't love yourself, you're not giving anyone else room to love you back. Oh, so it's just one of those things I'm trying to. I know I'm doing makeup, but it's so much bigger than that. It's so right. much bigger than that for me because I'm trying to show women love yourself. Put yourself on a pedestal. Carry right. yourself with beauty. Like the beauty isn't this makeup that's on your face. The beauty right. is you. It's you and you alone. So I, I'm sorry, I got on my soapbox. <laughs> oh no, that's, this is what I want. Yes. 
Because I'm sorry, I get like, carried away. <laughs> no, it's so true though. No, like that. Some of the questions, that's why I be wanting to go. Like, <laughs> I watch soapbox. Um, because it is true. Like I said, when you said that, I was like, yep. I used to be a person <laughs> that picked apart my skin. Yep. And now I haven't complained. You know, I'll be like, ah, I got these dark marks. But then I'll think, but I'm going to go scrub my face. I scrubbed my face this morning. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to scrub my face with this turmeric and uh, yeah. <laughs> get this um, get this serum and get my hyperpigmentation together. Mm-hmm. Now, to my credit, I haven't complained about my eyebrows, guys. I have perfect eyebrows. I just can't do them. <laughs> listen, listen, y'all. Thesha, I love her eyebrows. They are naturally thick, which I love thick brows. <laughs> And let me tell you something. Every time I get on this girl's face, I have a hallelujah good time. (laughs) (laughs) I have a ball doing your makeup. I know you probably like, she need to hurry up. But I literally just be playing on (laughs) Thesha. No, honey, you can use me whenever you want to use me. Call me. You want to practice? I am here. So let, let me just say this. If I'm taking a long time on somebody's face, it's because I'm just having a good time oh. on your face. But you know what? You exude <laughs> that. The first time you done my makeup, mm-hmm. I can tell you was having a good time. And yes, <laughs> y'all, Melvin tried to surprise me. He kind of threw me in there. So I didn't have myself waxed, the eyebrows done, but whatever. <laughs> She still made me look really good for me not to even be prepared. But you just, if you can tell that you was having a good time and, you know, you had the music going. I was, I was sitting there thinking, <laughs> look at this bitch work. You know her. Like, I can tell. I told Melvin, I said, I know she likes my eyebrows because anybody who's ever, whether I get the wax, <laughs> even my mother, my mama was like, you have the best eyebrows since childhood. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But um, you, you like, yeah, I literally could tell. I was, I told Melvin, I was like, she likes my eyebrows. He was like, how you know? I said, because she was just a goer. <laughs> Listen, for real. Like, you were so in your zone. I was like, yes, yes, come on, queen. <laughs> oh, and don't let me get quiet. Don't let me get quiet. If I'm yes, quiet, like, the, I'm in the zone. <laughs> yes, that like, when you, uh, the last time you done my makeup was for my cousin's wedding. We usually talk, y'all, Michelle didn't say a word. She was like, hey, how you doing? Because I had already sent her the dress. Y'all, that woman beat me to sleep. <laughs> I didn't even want to watch my face. Listen. And when I went to Sharice's house to get my hair curled up, I walked in. Sharice was like, tell Michelle, so that's what we doing? Okay. And she curled my house. She was like, okay. So when we talked about like uh you know my anniversary and my pictures, I told Sharice, I said, Well, you know, Michelle's doing my makeup. She said, Tell Michelle, go first so I know what I need to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember you told me that. I, I was like, was okay, like, okay. Once I got dressed, I was like, that damn Sharice and Michelle. Okay. <laughs> Melvin was but like, I gotta it. put Melvin like, gotta put them on a payroll. He was like, damn girl, you look good. I love it. See, I mean, I just get a joy. Like, yeah. it just makes me feel good if someone else feels good about them, you right. know? So I, I love it. I absolutely And I it. think um, your, um, um, your studio, it also is a very good vibe. It's very um, clean and not like, 
it's clean as in clean like clean up but it's like clean mm-hmm. and neutral and you feel like oh it's like yeah. setting. it's like okay yeah <laughs> so um another thing about eyebrows I'm gonna go back before I forget you have an eyebrow pencil is that correct I do. I do. I recently just um, put on our line that it's a duo pencil. And so you do have the brow brush and the tip of the the brow pencil is ac- actually the microblade tip. So a mm-hmm. lot of women, they're into the microblading, they're into the henna brows and things like right. that. So what I wanted to do was incorporate that into an eyebrow pencil. To give you that finish, that look that you would go and pay hundreds of dollars for. So (laughs) what I did was I really wanted it to give you a more defined brow look. To give you that hair-like stroke on your brows. And I love it. I love it. I use my brow pencil all the time because it gives you a naturally filled in brow. And so, I, I mean, I really have been pushing the eyebrow pencil because... A lot of women are wanting to achieve that professional brow look. And I wanted them to see, like, you can achieve that on an affordable rim. You can achieve that with this brow pencil. So I I really enjoy this product. I knew it was something special about it, but I couldn't remember. (laughs) So, y'all, I'm going to try it. Me and Michelle (laughs) might even do a reel. We're going to see how I can do my eyebrow. We're going to see what it is so what other <laughs> products do you offer i mean for your michelle sheree you do um do you know professional makeup mm-hmm. but you got full glam and then you have the just basic glam is that right yes i have your right. natural glam soft glam and then a full glam so either one <laughs> either one you're gonna be beat but you know this is your defining beat me personally i go full glam because it's who i am <laughs> and what other products do you have for michelle sheree um my products we started out with lipstick lipstick was is basically our signature product um we have a lot of different shades and lipsticks then we even went into the liquid matte lipsticks. So we have mm-hmm. that. We actually have more coming for the fall. Yes, so I love y'all fall have to. Yes, 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 yes. So love it. please go and check that out when I drop them because it's coming yep. in October. So yes. very soon. I'm going to be pumping the streets with it. Y'all know how I feel about fall lipsticks. That is so, my favorite season, favorite mm-hmm. fashion, favorite makeup. Me too, me too. I love everything fall, y'all. <laughs> yes. And if y'all don't know, now I'm not sure. I know her sister, Shania, I've already interviewed. Mm-hmm. And me and Shania have discussed how much we love fall. Yes. And me and Shania have discussed that we've come to the conclusion that fall and winter is how we know who can dress and who can't. <laughs> and that is true. For makeup. If that you do is not, true. If you don't have a good fall lipstick, your <laughs> ass can't dress. <laughs> and that is from the Hamilton sisters, okay? <laughs> For real, okay? Yes. You really got to put Straight yourself up. to the test Straight when it up. comes to fall and winter. Like, you can't just throw on address and go on yes like you really Mm -hmm. have to put it together Mm -hmm. you have to you have to sit back and you have to look and check it out 
Right. And then to me, you know, like I told Shanae, once I put on my grace and black outfit, <laughs> I'm gonna go, uh, you know, that's a shameless plug. I'm gonna go <laughs> And you know, I need that fall lipstick because what you just said, that yes. fall lipstick gonna bring it all It's in. gonna bring it all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, this is what it is. I, I watch people <laughs> in the fall. Like, that's how I know they can dress or not. Because in, in the summer and spring, anybody can put on a dress. Absolutely. And some sandals and make it look like something. Uh-huh. But and to, you don't really have to accessorize in the summer nope. because you're not wearing all of that. You're not it's wearing, hot. but in the winter, oh, the accessories come out, boo. Mm-hmm. Like they come out, and your lips, they are an accessory with mm-hmm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So everything, everything has to be pulled together. You have to, like, fall lips is my favorite. Hell, it's my husband's favorite. Like, <laughs> you know, but sorry, I hate to throw, I, I, I drove us off the road again. So <laughs> your fall lipstick is coming out in October. Yes. Okay. Um, so the fall lips are coming out. We already have, um, well, I'm actually going to be restocking the lip gloss because they are just a popular product that we have. Like when I say they sell out quick, I'm tired of restocking. Oh, okay. Well, we we need to do a pre-sale because the clear one, I didn't get to get and I feel like... The clear one will not stay in stock. Oh, yeah. Every well, time. Every we need a pre sale. I'm speaking for the streets. We need a pre sale <laughs> because I that was the only one I kept watching and mm-hmm. watching and watching. And I mean, even though I know you personally, I didn't want to be the asshole to say, girl, what a clear lips. <laughs> I was trying to be calm and wait my turn. <laughs> I bought my pink one and went on and just rock with that. I get so many compliments on that one. I'm like, y'all have to see the clear one. It looks so good and on listen. her. I want it. I haven't really even been doing pre-sales. Let me tell you how, how crazy this is. I have done the pop-up shop for the Black Business Expo here in the shows area. And so I've had my displays out for my lipstick and stuff. And, you know, sometimes I will be reluctant about setting products out that I know I'm sold out of. But I had a friend who was like, no, sit it out. Let them know what you do have. And so... Yeah. I went ahead and I set out all the products, even though some of them were sold out. And I've had people come up to the table and was like, do you have this? And I'm like, I'm sold out of it. And they go ahead and they pay and they're like, here's my address. Just ship it to my house whenever you... <laughs> whenever I'm a, that's you what I'm it. out here. Like, if that's what I got to do. <laughs> if I got so to like, go ahead. Is this a thing? Like, okay. Yes. Like, I'm willing to wait. If I got to wait. Because I know... <laughs> That clear one, I mean, I know it's going to get going. You know, I've had the conversation with mm-hmm. you about my <laughs> Fenty Beauty glass bomb. I can't yes. stand that stickiness. So <laughs> I always, girl, even my husband, which you know, he's been on y'all. Y'all, I had to tell y'all about that. But he's been on your website. Even he watches for it. He's like, she ain't put it out yet. <laughs> y'all, Melvin tried to surprise me. Well, he did. He surprised me for my birthday. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get my makeup done. Michelle had to help him, y'all. He reached out. He didn't know what the hell was going on. But he was like, <laughs> I know that she like her skin covered and eyelashes. Michelle was like, just sit over here. <laughs> <laughs> so he has, you know, his email. So every time you like send like an advertisement out, he's mm-hmm. like, it ain't the lip gloss shit. <laughs> it ain't the lip gloss. <laughs> the lip gloss. <laughs> So yeah, just know the streets is willing to prepay until you know you can get. We know Listen. it's COVID. We know it's hard to get stuff in. We ain't we're we ain't tripping. 
We just right. want. We just want. Right. <laughs> and it's coming. I promise y'all. It's, it's that good of a product, y'all. Now I've never used it. I never used the clear one, but I do have the pink one. I forget its name, but I have the um um the pink one, and I oh, just love that. You have a VIP. Yes. 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 And I just love that it's not sticky. My lips don't feel like a mousetrap. Like, <laughs> Rihanna, you didn't put that on yourself because that glass bomb is off. <laughs> and listen, listen, I, I love Rihanna. I love your hustle. I love, and listen, I can learn so much from you, boo. But your but, team, your team, yes. you got to go in on them, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just one thing I do. I do a comparison. So I try to pick the most highest or uh, popular brand that people Mm -hmm. love to buy and purchase. And I try to see like, what is it that this brand has that Mm -hmm. I need to achieve or go above and beyond to achieve? And so when I'm sampling products and I'm trying to figure out what, what is the Michelle Cherie beauty signature? What does that look? What is it? What is that purpose? And so Rihanna's product was one of those. Mm-hmm. And when it came to the lip glosses, that was who I used to compare the product. Thank you, to. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, dang. I was like, Rihanna's product. I mean, I love her. I love her. But mm-hmm. it's sticky. It I is. don't like sticky. I do mm-hmm. not like sticky lip gloss. I want it to be smooth on my lips. I don't want no stanky lip gloss either. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's awful. Especially, I got the one, I got the clear one. And I'm telling y'all, I held on to my Rihanna clear one because <laughs> I can't get Michelle. So once I get Michelle, I'm going to toss that Rihanna. But I have the also have the one with the uh, little glitter diamonds in. I think it's called Diamond Ball, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And it stinks. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you think about it, most of your higher end brands, they don't consider those small little details. They yeah, don't they just go they, for the look. It's Rihanna, we gonna buy it. Yeah, you just go for it in the look, you just going for the name. But when it comes to my products, I just I told myself, I'm going to be detailed. I'm yeah. going to be detailed. I have to set myself apart and build my brand up from the very bottom. So I have to have something special about it for me to do that. And so it's, and you're not it. going to get, you're not going to get sticky lips. You're not nope. going to get the residue around nope. your mouth. <laughs> you're, you're not going to get a, a awful smelling product. Nope. Like these are the things that I am taking into consideration. And when you apply your lip gloss, you are not going to, if you get something to drink, it's not gonna wear off quickly. It's not right. gonna be um, what's the word? Even if it's matty, it's not gonna make your mm-hmm. lips dry. My lips still feel moisturized. I got the pink gloss on now. Like <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know what I'm saying? It's really, it's really, really a good product, and not because yes. it's my home, y'all. Like I, I would tell you, for <laughs> products with shit, I would tell you, <laughs> yeah. She would tell me. She would be like, bitch, what is this? (laughs) But you know, that that was the biggest thing for me is that it wasn't sticky. Mm -hmm. And if I rub my lips together, I didn't feel like they were gonna get stuck. It wasn't um, it's not a one or one of Rihanna's lip glosses is like too thick. Yes. It felt like I was putting Elmer's glue on my lips. 
And I used to have to downplay it with one of her, her lipsticks. One of her lipsticks is super satin, which I like. So I would mm-hmm. have to downplay that gloss with a lipstick. And in mm-hmm. what world does, you know, lipstick yeah. have a gloss? <laughs> yeah, right, right. So and just I so, think... It just, not, just so we know, this isn't to bash no anyone's product. This no. is a honest review honest, of what yeah. is what it's like to review any type of makeup product right because i mean her foundation is bomb oh yeah she the got lipstick it. is bomb <laughs> yeah. she has products that are she, amazing it's it just that gloss feel short <laughs> i don't know <laughs> hey man it's definitely not too bad that's just a real conversation yeah and, and to be honest if you know y'all if michelle had a product that she Rant, you know, said, Hey, try this. Mm-hmm. And if I felt like it was trash, I said, Yo, Michelle, don't put that shit out. Kind of, you know, <laughs> right. you work that out. <laughs> right. Because that's right. what you want to hear. The people, you know, these are your consumers, mm-hmm. you know. Because trust me, y'all, I, I told her on Twitter, I was like, Rihanna, you might want to rethink the gloss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was awful. Hey, I mean, I want people to be honest. I want honest reviews mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. is the only way that I will grow. That's the only way. Right. So I hope Rihanna hears this in uh you know. yeah. <laughs> one, I hope she hears this. Two, I hope she's not mad. Three, I hope she fixes the gloss. Right. That part. That's <laughs> all so we asking. We buy our products. We just um want her to fix the gloss. And you know, um, <laughs> That's it. This, you know, and also it reflects in your products that you took the time to really think. Mm-hmm. Like even your packaging, everything about your little packaging is like, <laughs> hey, this, Michelle thought this shit out. Like you can tell because <laughs> I make emphasis on that because people do this kind of stuff all the time mm-hmm. and they throw it together. Right. Right. You can tell that you really sat back and said, okay, I want it to be like this. I don't want it like this. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It's full of intention. You know, right. really, that's what I respect the most is that it's very intentional. And also you have um, a shade and contour kit, right? Yes, I do have a, it's a blend of highlight, uh, blush, and high, it's highlighter, blush, and contour. So you get the bronzer, you get the blush, and you get the highlight as well, all in one palette. So a lot of people, <clears throat> that's one of the things that I noticed, like when it comes to certain things that go together, you're not buying it together. <laughs> you have to nope. buy it piece by piece. And I wanted to incorporate some of the things that are together in one kit, one palette. So if you want to wear a blush and then bronze your cheeks, that's together. If you want to do a highlight, that's together. So I was like, it just makes sense. It do. <laughs> it just makes sense. To it do honestly it that way. do. So, I mean, I think a lot of people appreciate it because, I mean, the product is still selling. I'm very proud of it because it's very pigmented. And a lot of people, I did get the, the question, is this for dark skin? Is this for darker oh, complexion skin? Because you yes. are so light? Did they... Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so people assume like I'm only catering to lighter skin black females. And that is not true, y'all. I promise I take into consideration 
of every skin tone, every skin type. I promise I am that person. I'm thinking about all of us, all of us. And I want us all to have something that we know is for us. For us by us. <laughs> yes, it is for us. I don't want the white man making my product and saying, here, this for you. Because let me no. tell you something. I believe the white man was out here breaking out my face. <laughs> I'll be honest. Okay. Amen. So we can buy their skincare product. Yeah. That's why. That's hey, why. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and let me tell y'all something. My makeup uh, is black owned. Every piece of makeup I have is black owned. Mm-hmm. My skincare, Ebony, is black owned. You know? Mm-hmm. Even um, I had ordered, I haven't got it yet, Rihanna's eye cream. Um, mm-hmm. One of my friends told me it was really good because I don't know, start, I don't know if I'm getting old, but my eyes are looking weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I, you know, they, it's not nothing against our Caucasian counterparts. It's just, yeah, we know what we need for us. And that's right. Just it. <laughs> right. I mean, we kind of know what colors and what blends and what mm-hmm. mixtures are for our skin types are for our skin complexions. And mm. it's kind of hard for someone who isn't living that or haven't experienced that to produce a product for that individual. So right. I, I just try to take in, that into consideration when it comes to all of us with melanin toned skin. Like right. I just... I want us to have something that goes across the board. And that's what I'm trying to achieve. And I promise y'all my palette for contouring and all of that. I've had, I've had people and I've tested this on all types of skin tones and it's beautiful. I I use it on my clients, y'all. I use it on my clients and it's beautiful on their skin. And I even, when I use it on a few of my clients, they're like, I'm buying that. And I, I, I literally sell it to them after using it on their skin because they did not know that it could look that beautiful on them. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly how I felt the last time. I've never been contoured like that. And mm-hmm. I told Melvin, I was like, I need to go buy that palette. And when I went <laughs> that, when I went at that particular time, it was sold out. But now that I'm reminded of it, I need to go revisit it. But, uh, <laughs> But I, you did a whole advertisement with a dark complexed person. Shout out to was I did. It, it was Quant, right? Yes, yes. Shout out it to was. Quant. She did a Shout beautiful, out to beautiful. <laughs> I still dark use, toe, use that advertising. Yes. yes, and I mean, you know, yes, you know, you are a lighter complexed person, and you know, it looked good on me, who's right in the middle of you and Quant. Yes. It all, you know, the it all still look good, and she slayed that advertisement. She and did. she's a, you know, a darker girl. So and she was so excited about it, y'all. Oh, Listen, I, I love, love her. her. I do. <laughs> I haven't she seen her so in a couple excited. of years. Yes. Like, make sure you tell her to listen to this so she can hear her shout. Yes, out. yes, I am. I'm gonna tell her to listen to this because yes, y'all, I love when her. I say when I say her spirit is so pure, like she just. She came in the room like she was ready. Like yes. she was like, "What? What do you want me to do? Like, just do whatever." Oh, I mean, I'm telling yes. y'all, if, if you need a beautiful model, <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful. Model. it has always been absolutely beautiful. Yes. Well, silly ass. <laughs> 
I mean, beautiful so gorgeous. skin, like yes. melanin tone. I'm telling y'all, if you need a model, call yes. okay. because she will get it done. She will deliver. Okay. Straight up. <laughs> y'all out here hyping JT. Y'all, have y'all seen Quan? <laughs> okay. She's beautiful. Like, really, when I saw that ad, I was like, yes. Quan was perfect for that. She's yes. absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're darker uh, complected, these products work. I'm going to share the one with Quant's picture on it so you guys can see it. You know, it's, I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. She also wore the eyeshadow, the eyeshadow palette. Yeah. Oh my God, y'all. She killed that eyeshadow palette. Killed it. It was beautiful. And it was your, and it was, it's called chocolate, isn't it? Yes. It's the chocolate bar palette. And of course, it was a play on words. Yes, <laughs> because I wanted all of my darker toned females right. to feel like there is something out there that they can wear. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. have to be tied to all these different dark shades or be scared of lighter shades. This mm-hmm. is for you. This is for you, and it looks beautiful on you. And so when I asked Quant to wear it, and she actually um you know, modeled it in the pictures. I was like, this is beautiful. This is everything I wanted it to look like. Yeah. Like I wanted to show this. Beautiful. And I think she she really loved it. She actually bought all the products that I used on her face. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean and look, it's like after we see what your products do. Because I know I was like I'm about to bank up in here because I feel so pretty. Like she bought everything I used on her face, but it was and it was also, beautiful. As for black women, we just need to understand if you're as light as Shana or as dark as uh what's that model's name? Ducky or something like that. Yes. You're still beautiful. Yes. Like, everyone and let, me, let me let me clarify on that. Okay. For those of you who may not be familiar with my sister Shanae, she is a very, very lighter tone black woman. Mm-hmm. She's so light that you may mistake her for a white girl. <laughs> Melvin thought she was. And I was so like, she's not white. <laughs> yes. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you how how our melanin skin is produced and how how it can really trick you. Even though she is a lighter tone black woman, let me tell you something. It is hard. It is hard to find her shade. You may think because she's light skin, oh, she can wear mm-hmm. the wider uh, brand Mm-mm. to get away with it. No, ma'am. She's she going to look a mess? She cannot because even though she's light skin, she still has melanin in her skin. Mm-hmm. And she has to have products that reflect the melanin in her skin. So when I say I'm trying to make products that are across the board that includes lighter skin and darker skinned women because we all have that same struggle Mm -hmm. we all have the same struggle and as people like me i'm dead set in the middle i am playing with the line between being a light-skinned person (laughs) and a brown-skinned person some parts of my face are light some parts are dark like Mm -hmm. i remember (laughs) before i started using your um, products and stuff like that I used to have to take to uh, a lighter uh, foundation and a darker mm-hmm. one and mix together just to get my skin tone to make mm-hmm. it match, yes. to make it not look like I'm dead. And yeah. then <laughs> Rihanna dropped hers. 
hers work pretty good. It's just when you get to my hyperpigmentation, it's just like, okay. Yeah. It doesn't um cover as well, but it does a good job. But mm-hmm. it's just still I'm still like, okay, I might need to dabble a little bit here. <laughs> you know. So yeah, like people also need to realize, you know, just because a person is lighter skinned. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily mean they don't have the same issues as a darker right. complexed person, right? Because the products just aren't made for us. And, That's and why products y'all like remember, yours are important. If y'all remember the product, um, the brand Fashion Fair, I don't oh, know. Yeah, if that's anybody... all my mom used to use. So when we were in high school, that was like a popular, a popular mm-hmm. brand that you know black women would wear. And when it came to that time for me and my sister to actually start wearing makeup, because, you know, there is always this this underlying age as a girl that you <laughs> yes. are allowed to start wearing makeup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when it got to that point for me and my sister, that was a struggle. That was a struggle. And Fashion Fair actually had no type of foundation, powder, or anything that reflected my sister's shade. I remember that the lady at the counter, the makeup counter, had matched my sister up, what well, quote-unquote matched right. <laughs> my sister up with a Clinique foundation. Mm. Now, this is not a dig to Clinique. It's just, you would have thought that going to a black, you know, a black foundation or something that's meant for black people, that you would typically find what you need. But it was very eye-opening to know that this, this is a product that says it's for Black people, but it really does not cover all shades of Black right. people. Right. So, some Black people. That's what they yes. say. It's for some. It's for some Black people. Right. And so that just goes back. I just think about things like that, and I just go back and I'm like, I really want it to be for all Black people. Right. Like, it's easy for you to say it's for Black people but only having a specific shade of black people in mind. But I really want to have all shades of black people in mind yeah. when I produce any product for Michelle Cherie Beauty. Yes, because you can line up 10 black women and even if they're all, you can take 10 light skinned women, 10 dark skinned women, all 20 of them going to have a different shade. All 20 <laughs> yeah. of them going to be something different. Yes. I mean, I mean, you know, it's part of our magic, true. but damn. It's true. <laughs> and guys, listen, I have a set of twins. I do their makeup. And I know you're probably like, well, they're twins. They're the same, blah, 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 blah. Actually, no. And they were actually shocked when I did their makeup the first time because they thought that they were the same foundation shade. They were not at all. One of the twins, they had like a redder undertone than the other Mm -hmm. and because of that it threw off their foundation and they would wear the same foundation and I'm like no you're much more you're much more spicy or brown than she is and so it was it was just an eye-opener how we really are different we really do carry different shades even if you are a twin. <laughs> right. Y'all look exactly alike, but you're not alike. <laughs> right. Skin is, it's, it's wild. It's, it's it is. so wild. It is. But it's so beautiful. With, it is. So with all you have going on with Michelle Cherie mm-hmm. and your day job and 
you are a wife and you are a mother <laughs> too. Yes. I want to know how important is balance? Oh my God, y'all. Balance is, <laughs> balance is not easy to achieve. I will say that. It, it's still one of my struggles because I do work a nine to five. And like you said, a wife, a mother holding down a business and still trying to have a social life too. So yeah, it's still trying to take time with you. Me and Michelle have spoke about becoming Mrs. Brian Goldston and Mrs. Yeah. Melvin South. We got a whole, we, we plotting some for y'all. We ain't going to tell right. you. We plotting, we going to get into exactly. all of that. We going to get into it. That's a struggle in itself. That's a struggle. We got to catch that on another season. Right. But that is a struggle in itself yes. to keep your identity Mm-hmm. You know, because people don't say, "Hey, Michelle, mm-hmm. you know, you're Mrs. Brian Ghoston. That right? Is, that's that's Brian's wife. That's you know? Brian. That's <laughs> Melvin's wife. I'm like, <laughs> but you know, that, that's another conversation. Yes, another conversation. <laughs> but you know, you have your nine to five. You're an entrepreneur, and yes. also your most important job, your mommy. Yes, and you I, know? that is my my biggest fear is to have my kids ever feel like I'm putting them last or that I'm putting oh. them on the back burner. And I'm I confident hold, they don't feel that way. But. I, listen, and you know, it's so easy to feel guilty. It's so yes. easy to feel guilty as a mom, especially when you're trying to do so many things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do have that guilt trip. Sometimes I do feel like, oh man, like, why did I tell my child I was too tired to color with him? Like, it's just mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then it makes you feel bad. It, oh, it makes you feel bad. You're breaking my heart. Sometimes I come home and I'm like extremely tired. And I know I got to mm-hmm. fill some orders when I get home. Or I know I got to cook dinner. Or just any type of daily task I know I need done. And then by the end of all of that, sometimes my child just wants me to read him a bedtime story or sometimes he just wants me to color with him and sometimes I'm just like babe I'm too tired or you know or something like that and then I realize I'm like I can't I can't make him feel like I'm too tired to be there for him and so it it really does play on you the whole balance thing it plays on you a lot and trying to juggle that, but I always have to remember, like, I want to put my kids first, right. no matter how tired I am. And sometimes I go to bed late and get like two, right. three hours of sleep, <laughs> but and then turn around and do it all over again. But it's worth it when I can make that sacrifice for them. And then just know when I get pregnant, I'm gonna wear you out because I'm already tired. <laughs> I'll be like, like we get done, my house need to be clean now. And I'm just like, ah. Listen. But, <laughs> but have I just have confidence that, and I know you know because you you know your mother, mm-hmm. they're gonna get older, and none of that that you sit up and feel bad about, they're even gonna come up on their radar. All they're going to say is, I had the best mom in the world and she was always there for me. I picked up the phone one day and I told my mom, I was like, mom, I just want to say thanks. And she was like, what the hell you do? And I was like, nothing. (laughs) I was like, I just got home. I said, I got to cook. And I said, you know, I need to wash clothes. And I said, and I thought back to times that she would come home and she'd be like, y'all don't say nothing to me. Mm -hmm. Let me do this. And you know, as kids, 
you worrying the shit out your mama not thinking this lady has worked she has paid bills <laughs> she has washed your clothes mm-hmm. she has cooked and then here you go blabbing about whatever the hell it mm-hmm. is so just always have just always know and then you know your oldest he's a teenager now just always yes. know the older they get they're gonna look back and be like wow mm-hmm. really you know because I know you do you you and Shania speak so highly of your mother you thinking you like man she did that you know yeah yeah. and I told my mom I was like you know mom if I can be a force of what you've done even the things that she felt like she didn't meet all the way Mm -hmm. you know if I could be a force of what she has done then I'll be all right you know yeah and plus you know they're gonna grow up and they're gonna be like mom always colored with me she might have dozed off but she colored (laughs) and look y'all let me let me just tell y'all something that that's powerful to me that people may not realize but as a parent it's okay to apologize to your kids it is okay because I had that moment with my oldest I had a bad day y'all it was a bad day and it's so easy to carry a bad day home with you Mm -hmm. like it really is and I remember I kind of got snappy with my oldest I got snappy and it really wasn't nothing big. It was just something small. And I got really snappy with him and I blew it up. And he was like, he made the comment. He was like, why are you being mean to me? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and y'all, that right there is like a knife. <laughs> yeah. Stab me in my heart. And I had to take a step back and I had to like, I was just like, I'm sorry. I had right. a bad day and I didn't mean I didn't mean to blow up on you. Like I right. literally it just kind of like stopped me in my tracks. Right. And I had to cuz it cuz it wasn't your that. intention at yes. all. And, and it's yeah. okay. It's okay it's to okay. stop and say listen. Don't keep going on with it with your kids mm-hmm. or make an excuse for the reason why. Just say just apologize mm-hmm. because I think we forget that we're learning just like our kids are learning yes my mom gave me that (laughs) advice she told me she said don't she said don't be afraid when you get ready to have your child she said because although that child is new you Mm -hmm. being a mother is new when that child is born you as a mother is born and she (laughs) she told me she said when you were born I was so scared to hold you. I was scared to death. <laughs> she said, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And she said, so always remember that you're a human. And mm-hmm. remind, she said, remind your children. Mommy's a human. You know, she always mm-hmm. said, I wish I had a said, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, she said, because kids understand more than you think they do. Yes. Yes. You know, she said, don't treat them like they stupid. Talk to them. Mm-hmm. So she always, because every everybody who knows me know, although I am going to try, I am scared to death that I'm going to fuck it up. And my mom's <laughs> like, you can't fuck up nothing you don't know about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. She, she was like, no, it is not a single mother out there that knew what the hell they was doing. Yeah. She said, by child number two, maybe. She said, your oldest, you don't know what the fuck going on. <laughs> and it's, I promise you, listen, I, and I, I share it every now and then, but sometimes I forget or I don't feel the need to share. But I was a young mom. I became a young mom. And for those of you listening that do not know, 
I was 18 when I had my oldest. And that took a toll on me because I wasn't mature enough to even be a mother at that time. And I'm learning, I'm learning life, really. I'm learning life Mm -hmm. and motherhood at the same time. So for me, it, it really took a toll. It was hard. And I had to learn a lot of life lessons along the mm-hmm. way. So I say that to say, if you are a new mom or you are trying to become a mom, do not feel like you're alone. Do not feel like you can't do it or it's too much. It's okay to make mistakes. What's important is that you've learned from those mistakes and that you are allowing yourself to heal from those mistakes right because you cannot you cannot raise a child feeling guilty you can't raise a child Mm -hmm. feeling upset mad sad because guess what you're doing you're not providing the right um environment for that child because they feel that they feel it now uh, my mom was also let's see my mom was 19 when she had me she got pregnant when she was 18 mm-hmm. now do you feel like you and your oldest have a special bond because you basically grew up together yes my absolutely. mom my mom always tells me me and you we have a special bond she said because we grew up together she said you know I you know she said, you got to watch me become, you know, you were there for most of my accomplishments. Yes. And she was like, you know, you know, her relationship with my little sister is different because, you know, now she kind of got a, she kind of got a hang of it. She was able, you know, to have a career and, you know, but you know, when she got pregnant with me, she's fresh out of high school. (laughs) She's still living with her mom. You know, she didn't really know. So she always say how it, you know, we basically grew up together, you know. So I don't know what kind of bond she always tell me. She was like, I can't explain it, but it's a very, very special bond. And of course, she wouldn't take nothing for me, but <laughs> she was like, you know, t- always told me how life changing and sometimes difficult it was to have me, you know, at, you know, 19 years old. And I think about when I was 19 and yeah, girl, I, I should I didn't need to be nobody's mama. <laughs> what keeps you motivated? I think failing. Wow, that's a good one. I never thought failing. about it like that. Elaborate that, on that. It just it keeps me motivated because I don't want to fail. And that's like my biggest fear is I guess because I have worked. I'm working so hard for something and you don't want to see everything you're working hard towards just not work (laughs) you know that that is what keeps me motivated is failure I don't want that I don't want failure and so the thought of it makes me go harder and harder and harder I like it what is a huge lesson that you have learned on your journey oh I will say, and I don't mean this like in a negative way, but being too nice. Listen, (laughs) Michelle, listen, I'm a, listen, I went to therapy behind it. (laughs) I, 
100% agree. My therapist told me I lacked boundaries. Yes. And that that is... Not no more, though. (laughs) That's me. That's me. And I feel like that has been my biggest struggle because I expect people to be me. Yeah. And to approach me... Yes. <laughs> approach me the way that I approach you or yes. interact with me the way that I would interact. And I or do me like I would do you yes. show up for me like I show up for you. Yes. Girl, and that's, yes. That's, that's been a big lesson for me because yes. I have been shown <laughs> Ooh, so many times. <laughs> so many times that and I'm my feelings nice. have been hurt so yes many I mean it's a whole thing my therapist mm-hmm. said she said you're not the only one she says so many people struggle and she told me yes. she said your lack of boundaries come from a place uh where you lack self-love she said because mm-hmm. if you loved yourself you would have yes. a boundary where you wouldn't be hurt it changed my whole life wow I'd be like and that no, is so true do that there's a line don't cross it Mm-hmm. And you know that's too nice because anybody who knows if I'm with you, I'm rolling. If I could see exactly. somebody that you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Michelle pick up the phone and be like, "Bitch, I need you. I'm gonna get in my car and hit Roosevelt. <laughs> What's up? What happened? <laughs> you know, because that's just who I am. If I've connected with you or I feel close to you in any kind of way, mm-hmm. I'm a roll. My down phone has always been. I expect other people yes. to do the same so mm-hmm. I had to clean up friendships and all yeah. kind of stuff people around me because of that reason mm-hmm. yeah I definitely would change your outlook mm-hmm. on anybody because I mean certain certain people that I didn't mind being inserted with I will mm-hmm. not insert myself in those rooms mm-hmm. just because I know like, I don't have to be nice to these people Nope. just because I'm a nice person. I don't have to do, I don't have to make myself uncomfortable mm-hmm. to make everyone else comfortable. Yes. Honey, yeah. it ain't a soul in my phone. <laughs> I'm telling you. She told me that. When she told me I lack self-love, I was like, bitch, please, I love myself. Let me get this together. I know. It's not a person number saved in my phone that you know sometimes we associate with people that have said things and made us feel away and we were we just kind of took away my experience I kind of just took it it ain't a person in my phone that I don't wholeheartedly want them to be there exactly I don't even fake the shit no I don't do none of that like mm-hmm. if you talk to me it's because I want it that way <laughs> exactly exactly sometimes we are we're asserted and forced and situation and rooms that we don't even want to be in but we're nice so we're there fuck that Mm -hmm. do you think that come with age you think as you've grown older I do I do me too because for one I see it in my oldest I see it in my oldest because oh my gosh y'all he is like a reflection of me for real (laughs) because he's so timid Uh and shy and to himself like he looks, I, I have to get on to him about this because he literally holds his head down and look on the floor when he's talking oh. to people or talking to adults and stuff. And I have to tell him like, son, hold your head up when you're yes. talking to people. Look them in their face and feel confident 
in talking to them. And then I even have to tell him, because y'all, here recently, and it was said that it's an accident, but here recently, the second day of school, back to school, my child had gotten a tooth knocked out. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes. I was devastated. And immediately my response to him was after we, you know, have gotten him all handled with his dentist and everything, mm-hmm. and they were able to, you know, save his tooth and get the tooth back in and everything. After all of that, I asked my son, I said, how did this happen? Who did this to you? And he would, I mean, he holds his head down y'all. And he's like, it was an accident. And I'm like, well, who did this accident to you? And he was like, it was, it was my friend, but I promise it was an accident. And so just because I knew the seriousness of the accident, I knew I was going to have to talk to the parents or the guardian or whatever. And I told my son, I was like, listen, to school just keep your distance from this friend until I get to the bottom of this I said I'm not asking you to be mean to this person I'm not asking you to to pick on them nothing none of that I'm just asking you to stay clear from them and his immediate response was but mama it was an accident he didn't mean it and he's my friend and my heart (laughs) because us people who have been nice know that sometimes that quote-unquote friend Mm -hmm. is knocking your teeth out yes Yes. oh my god yes and I had to tell him like baby look you may have had some nice fun times with this friend but is this friend really your friend to play fight with you to the point that he knocks your tooth out yeah. And sometimes friends would disguise themselves mm-hmm. as your friend with ill intentions. Yes, ma'am. And I'm trying, I, I've been trying my best to teach him that because right. I see myself in him so much about being too nice. Right. And I'm trying to show him, baby, you don't have to be too nice to people. It's okay to stand up for yourself. Right. It's okay to say no. It's and okay to create beauty- that balance. And the beauty in that is that you've learned that and you healed that within yourself. So you mm-hmm. can spot it early in your child. Yes. I had a conversation with my cousin, shout out to Marissa. And we were talking about, you know, just life things. We was reconnecting. And she was saying how Marley reminds her of her. And she was like, it scares mm-hmm. me because I don't want her to experience the hurt or things that I, yeah. the lessons I've had to go through. But she was like, she's just like me, Thisha. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> she was like, like Marissa was like, bruh, she is, you know, and she started thinking back on all, you know, maybe a time somebody hurt her feelings. Cause mm-hmm. you know, Marissa is so nice and stuff like yes. that. And I told her the same thing. I said, Hey, you fix that in yourself. And you know, Marley's not even as old as your son. She's like four or five. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she was saying how she'd come home from school and her little feelings and be hurt. And she was like, girl, it just guts me open. She was yes. like, because <laughs> this world is trash. Yes. <laughs> so God bless y'all because bless his heart. Because yeah, it yeah, because yeah, we all know how the friend thing could go down. Mm-hmm. And I'm very choosy of who 
Yeah. I give that title to and mm-hmm. who I talk to about what. Right. Oh, bless him. And you know what? My mom had a rule. No, ever, ever play fight. She said, because a motherfucker yes. be play fighting, they be fighting you they for real. They serious. Exactly. They exactly. be playing. She used to say, they be fighting you for real, baby. You think mm-hmm. they playing. So, mm-hmm. Tell the buddy, no more play fighting. Y'all gotta pay <laughs> exactly. paper, rock, scissors, or something. <laughs> I'm not the hell out of somebody one nephew. You got to do right. something. <laughs> so yeah, I think that is a lesson that a lot of us nice guys can learn. Mm-hmm. But what is a risk that you took that you are happy about? Like you happy you took that risk? Man, I mean, I think it's the obvious. I'm glad I took a risk on myself. Yes, ma'am. Yes. I mean, because just like going back to that timid, shy, and to myself person, that's who I was. But I didn't, I didn't realize I was preventing myself from growing Mm -hmm. because I always had a fear of this and a fear of that, fear of this. And so my risk was taking a risk on myself trying to get out of that timid and shy background that I've had, trying to make sure that I'm prevailing in whatever I'm, I'm going after. So I really did. I mean, I'm not going to say my business was a risk. I'm not going to say, I'm just going to say me in itself, taking that risk and going after whatever it is that I want. And so I, I think that's just, I think that's my risk. Now that <laughs> now that risk you took on yourself, would you say that changed your whole world? It did. It okay. did. Because it changed my perspective on how I looked at certain things. Yeah, I was, listen, I was not a social person. Nope. <laughs> I was not nope. a social person. If you were my friend, it was because we were 101 friends. It wasn't because I was surrounded by a group. I didn't have a group of people around me. If you saw me, you saw me with one or two people at a time. Mm-hmm. Because I just, it was, it was always, I don't know. It just, it became something that like comes over me when I was around crowds and around people. I just, I wasn't comfortable because yeah. I'm not that person that likes to be in the spotlight. Right. And I know if you look at me now, you're like, you you lie. <laughs> no. But, yeah, you yeah, but you I were really very, was. yeah, very quiet. <laughs> I didn't like being around a, a crowd of people. I would get really nervous. Do you I, think it would make me uncomfortable? Like it, I don't know what it was. Do you okay, did you do you think you felt that way because maybe the other we'll use girls because boys are stupid. Uh do you think <laughs> because <laughs> do you think it's because girls were mean and maybe they Mm -hmm. wouldn't understand you I know for myself yeah none of the none of the black girls in school really liked me I mean I I mean I guess because I was a different type of black girl and that's Mm -hmm. the way I'm gonna say that I was Mm -hmm. a different type of black girl right I sometimes dibble dabble in things that people would say was white folk stuff, which is weird. But uh, right, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like the and start, look, you know, you and me, we've had this conversation. Yes, we've had this conversation, and it did. I, I did feel misunderstood. 
Mm-hmm. And because I wasn't like many that were around me or went to school with me, mm-hmm. it was easy for me to become that target to pick on. Yes. Yeah. And so that was my defense mechanism was to stay away from stay crowd. to myself okay stay to because when you said that I thought yeah <laughs> I thought okay that sounds like my and like if Marissa wasn't so popular would nobody even have really not even talked to me so <laughs> it's like nobody had any concern for me and that was fine I turned out and great I, I, I did have those few, listen I don't know if y'all know her, but I know her and I know her by name and I'm going to say her name because I'm going to shout her out. Brittany Fuqua. Listen, if you are listening to this pod, air pod, um, podcast right now, listen, Brittany, you have no idea. You standing up for me in school was everything to me. Oh, now I have to find her. <laughs> <laughs> She would not listen, y'all. We rode the bus together. And when we were at school, because she knew, she was like, Yeah, that's Maurice. Look, because I have an older brother. <laughs> so nobody really knew me by name. Right. <laughs> so they were like, That's Maurice's little sister. That's Maurice's little sister. So if somebody was picking on me, she was like, Uh uh-uh, uh, I ride the bus with her. Ain't nobody finna pick with her, you know? <laughs> so right. she always had my back. And they knew Brittany would fight. Like she was gonna fight. <laughs> <you again. laughs> okay. And she played no games. But she always had my back. And if I see her to this day, like, she's going to speak to me. She is going to be nice. Like, I just genuinely love we her, We need y'all. people like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Shout out. Yes. It's like she saw, she saw that inner person inside me. She saw that person who just really didn't want no, no drama, no mess, no, didn't want to be that person. And so she was just like, you know, you're not going to pick with her. She don't bother nobody. If you're going to pick with her, you're going to pick with me. You know, that was the type of attitude she had. And so back to being around crowds and being around different social groups and stuff, I tried to stay away from it because I knew I was misunderstood. Yeah. And I always used to think if people would get to know me, they would seem like I'm low-key cool as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying. Like it's cra- it's really a wild thing, and you know yeah. they lost, and I'm thinking y'all don't even know. I'm cool as fuck. <laughs> and I mean, it goes. What you're to thinking show. about me isn't even real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just goes to show you don't really know a person. You really don't until you really get the time to get to know them. Because mm-hmm. sure little do people know, I'm very. I was very silly. I still am silly. I'm yes. Goofy. And Shania is the same way. We were girl. We talked about that in that <laughs> interview, and I'm gonna say it again: Shania and his microphone, y'all. <laughs> Shania got me out here by microphone. Listen, get and she her. knew I was not gonna buy that microphone for her. Girl, she knew it, and she still ended up getting a microphone. I don't know whoever gave Shania this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you come and see me <laughs> and I you know I told her I was like girl you coming at your shell has gave me life because that <laughs> I, I told her I said I'm pointing like that since you're not I know yes. so I, think it's, I think it's cool like even with you that people get to see you as the people mm-hmm. who have been in your um, atmosphere know that you are like like you know 
People yes. want to think you are as funny as you are, but you are. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like um, super goofy. I promise like y'all. Shara, shout out to Shara. Oh my God. Shara, <laughs> she knows she is my lifeline. So I'd be like, y'all be tripping. Shara is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Look. But people don't get to goofy for a long time. Yes, you, yeah, longer than, yeah. <laughs> people don't take the time to like get to know people and mm-hmm. get in their vibe, you know, mm-hmm. what they like. Get to know a person before you just start throwing your right. shit on them, right? Okay, so if you were given three things to make you happy, that is not your husband or your children, mm-hmm. what would it be? And it's to make you happy. I have to say that because some people say, oh, well, my family. No, I don't want that answer. <laughs> that's the generic answer. I know they, that's what you want to make you happy. <laughs> There's only one thing that can make me genuinely happy. And that's just being at peace with myself. Hallelujah. Listen. That's it's the it- only thing. The only thing that can keep you happy is just having peace with yourself. Yes. And with having peace with everything that's going on around you. I mm-hmm. cried in therapy when I realized I had crossed that barrier. She was, I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I was like, I don't want to <laughs> be on social media. I had just mm-hmm. shut down my personal page. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to keep my podcast page. I just want to share my life with my friends and people I trust. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you're at peace. She said, you're happy and you're at peace. Yes. And she said, you have nothing else to prove. And I busted out crying because mm-hmm. it hit me how much I have just been trying to prove it. And it's yeah. like, now I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm a, what she called me? I'm like literally a ghost. I'm, you know, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I literally mm-hmm. have the Instagram, the keep the podcast going and I signed out of my snap you know I only get on these things for Beyonce and you know (laughs) you know it's not a thing I am happy at home minding my little business Mm -hmm. you know with you know my husband and she was like that's what peace and happiness is I cry like a baby and it's it's so cool that you said it took you crying all of it out for you to find it. Listen, mm-hmm. and I know it's going to sound weird and crazy. It probably won't. <laughs> look, everybody knows I experienced losing my mom in 2018. Right. Right. And most of the time you are devastated when you lose a parent or, or anybody close to you. And trust me, that was the case. That definitely was the case. I was very devastated when I lost my mom. Mm -hmm. But y'all, I found peace in that. I found peace because it it gave me a time to reflect on what's important. It gave me a time to reflect on things that I really didn't even, I kind of blocked out for a while. Mm -hmm. And so... The things that I thought were important, the things that I was chasing after, it showed me in that moment when I lost my mom that that's not that's none not going to bring you happiness. That's mm-hmm. none of that matters. Mm-hmm. None of it. And so, and it's freedom in that. Yes, I, it is. My therapist said, "She said, how do you feel 
And I said, I feel like I've been set free. And I just mm-hmm. sobbed because you'll be surprised what is, and this is why I say everybody needs to go to therapy. You will be surprised <laughs> what is there when you start mm-hmm. unpacking things yes. that you didn't even know hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. She can ask you, my therapist can ask me, how was your day? And I'll tell her about my day. And then I go to tell her something that happened damn 12 years ago. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, you know, I have it. Uh, experience that but mm-hmm. my best friend lost her mom last February mm-hmm. and um, she had breast cancer and mm-hmm. watching front row to all of that you mm-hmm. know and actually you know being there for um, my um, best friend and watching her cont- uh, continue after you know going through the process of bearing her mother mm-hmm. I see a change in her not a negative one though mm-hmm. her perspective how she talks how she thinks is so sharp yes. um she's on the show this season but she started a business and it was just like the most devastating loss I mean her mom was her best friend mm-hmm. and then it's like I saw her become you know what I'm saying yes and that might not sound might not be the right word but that's the word I think about it's like Mm -hmm. it was Sharice before and then this happened and it's like okay you know what I'm saying so I could I could you know that don't sound crazy because I I watched it through Sharice like the Mm -hmm. um level of peace Mm -hmm. and everyone knows how I feel about my best friend Heather when I lost Heather I thought I was going to lose my damn mind. Like, you know, you're 22. You don't think about things Mm -hmm. like this happening. But as I went through my healing, it took me a little bit longer because I had a big bout with depression because I lost my grandmother nine months before I lost my best friend. So, yeah, girl, I spent the last, let's see, I spent half of my 20s trying to dig myself out of depression. A lot of people don't know when mm-hmm. I moved to Florida, I moved to Florida because literally I wanted to shoot myself. Like I was depressed wow. and I had called my big brother. He was the only person in the whole world who knew I didn't even tell my parents, like everybody know now cause I've gotten better, mm-hmm. but that's how I ended up in Florida. I called him and I was like, if I don't get the fuck out of here, I don't know. Cause you mm-hmm. know, you're constantly reminded and there's all these things, but now Mm-hmm. I have a certain level of peace. Amen. Like this podcast is going to premiere on a 10 year anniversary of Heather passing. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of years ago, I could not even have tried to do a podcast because I would have been so deep in like despair or right, just, right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I think it says a lot about how healing can work for you to yes. lose the queen you know and still say you know I'm at peace with it I mean people mm-hmm. don't understand how deep peace is oh like, yeah uh, so when yeah when I told my therapist that I just cried because I just you know I look back on a lot of things and I was like fuck like <laughs> damn like I really lived happily ever after you know mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like, wow. Because you think about it. I went from a person who was suicidal to saying, no, mm-hmm. everything's all right. And you know? like, listen, like, I feel you because depression is real. Mm-hmm. It's very real. And it's hard to shake off. Like, it's not something that you can just no. wake up and, and it's over with the next day. Okay, because like, it might visit me tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it really you have does. to work put you in a dark hole that mm-hmm. you don't even see the light to get out of it yeah and you don't even remember how you got there yes I mean I, I yeah. fell into depression and it I, I completely completely mm-hmm. know firsthand what you are describing mm-hmm. and what you are talking because I about. just uh I didn't and, and people, you know, unless they've been there, they don't know. But I literally couldn't see any other way to fix the problem, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say, well, it was just her grandmother and her best friend. But anybody who knows me now, I'm, I was super close to my yeah. grandma. I was super. I mean, Heather was my best friend, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, thankfully, you know, I have a lot of faith. And something just told me. Well, you need to call your brother. Mm-hmm. And when I called him, he sent a car like a week. He was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And yes, you know, people saw me in the clubs partying every night and drinking. I was trying <laughs> to smoke myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. I was really trying to get better. It was, I was yes. doing, I mean, I didn't know any way to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and my brother, to his credit, he didn't know what to do, but right. he wanted me there, I guess, so he could watch me. I'm not sure. We'll have to ask him. But, I mean, ultimately, in his own way, he saved my life. Yeah. And that's why, you know, my friends from Florida, I'm so close to them because even they, they were there, but even they didn't really know. Mm-hmm. Like Kirsten has no idea, or Ashley or Shoney have no idea what they've really done for me. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have a clue because I didn't tell them till later. Because I remember yeah. I spoke on it one day and it was like, bitch, what you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, because it's hard to tell somebody because you don't want nobody to lock you in the 400 ward. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You know, that hole is dark. It is. But when I got out, I promised myself that when I got better, that I would make sure the people around me, if they were in the dark, they would know that they didn't have to face it alone. Because, you know, I went through those times alone because I didn't feel comfortable. I Honestly, I felt a little silly about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't have anybody to really talk to about it or to say, this sucks, this hurt, this, this. You know, even my brother, you know, he did what he could for me in his own way. But, you know, I I fought them demons all by myself. Right. And so when I said that to my therapist, I told her straight up. If 23-year-old me knew 33-year-old me would be this happy, this mentally well, and mm-hmm. have the husband and the job and all these things, that girl would have laughed her fucking ass off. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? She'd be like, bitch, you're right? fucking crazy. Right. You know? Like, and I guess that's what made me just sob, you know? Mm-hmm. My therapist was just like, get it out. She was like, it's been there, just let it out. Like, yeah. Depression is a real, <laughs> it's real, it's not a game. No, it is not. And I it's hate not something made like, up. Oh, I'm depressed today. <laughs> no, bitch, don't do that. Because there's yeah. people out here that are really, um, you know, really right. fought the darkness. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it sucks. It Yes, it does. I mean, shit. But, you know, I also want to be an example of people get help, go to therapy get it out hold space for yourself and I know people think I'm a nutcase because all I talk about is Jesus and self-care because I'm like y'all don't know child I don't know <laughs> it worked for me right and it's still working it's still working yes you know yes Shara I will burn your candles because it works <laughs> exactly <laughs> listen look, we I'm talk about all the time how people think we're crazy out Shara for a minute like this girl when I say her spirit is so strong, yes, like she carries a spirit with her mm-hmm. that it just shines, like it, it does will shine on you. And I remember when she, um, you know, was doing her candle line and all of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just do. I want to just support her anyway. So let me just do this. And I remember I wanted to get a reading from her. And she gave me a reading. And when I say everything that she was telling me. On point. On point. I was getting chills. I was getting goosebumps. Like One time I cut, I was like, bitch, you was reading me to the filth. Oh, my God. <laughs> and yes. let me say, let me say, listen, y'all. Because I don't want y'all to think like, oh, you're the devil. Da, 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 da. No, this is not the case. Because I, I'm going to honestly say I went in with a closed mind. Mm, I went in with a closed mind when it came to getting a reading because I've never had that done before Mm -hmm. I had never had that done before and I was like let me just see let me a part of me was curious but a part of me already had my mind made up like uh whatever and so when Shara just because I love her and I love her spirit period Mm -hmm. I wanted to do it with her and Mm -hmm. When she opened up to me and was telling me, ev- I mean, everything I needed to hear, mm-hmm. it just, it opened up a whole new light yes. for me. And I started to see things in a bigger way than mm-hmm. I had never seen before. Like, it's, it's almost like it gave me permission. Yes. <laughs> it's and sometimes like- stuff will happen and I'll text Shara like I need her permission. She'd be like, in such and such. She, something, <laughs> I don't, listen, she carrying something. That, she is special. Yes. She is. She really, yes. I, me and Melvin even asked her when we have the kids to do some kind of spiritual thing to protect them and put some, um, you know, that's how much of a light this woman has that I'm like, mm-hmm. when I have my kids, girl, bring some smoke. <laughs> I want you to pray and do whatever it is you do to right. protect them because it's something in Shara. I, mm-hmm. I can't, and you have to experience Shara. She was my first guest on my podcast. You have to experience mm-hmm. Shara to know 
Yes. Because if you've never experienced it, you don't even know what we're talking about. But anybody that has been in that girl's life, you know, mm-hmm. she's yes. just, yeah. She carries something. I don't know what the hell it is, but I'm glad she. I'm glad that she is a, a partner of mine and she favors me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I truly feel that Shara is anointed. Yes, I truly feel that. Me too. Because you just feel her. You mm-hmm. just feel her spirit, and that's not something that's that comes easily Mm-mm. from anyone. So, I mean, I I will say. Like I said, it feels like it almost gave me permission last year when I got my reading through her. It's like it opened, it helped me open up that door to believe in what mm-hmm. I want to do. So thank you, Shara. I know. Listen, <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm gonna text her when we done. Because <laughs> yes, because Shara is a light. Yes. So I'm gonna give you three fill in the blanks, and I would like you to fill in the blank. Okay. The first one is I am. I am beautiful. Yes, you are. I am most fulfilled when? When I'm surrounded by good spirit. Okay. And my intention is always? Fear. I love your answers. Okay, so where can my listeners connect with you online? Um, you can connect with me on Facebook at Michelle Cherie Beauty LLC. Um, I also have Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at Michelle Cherie Beauty LLC. Um, I think the at is just Michelle Cherie Beauty on Instagram. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> And um, we're also on TikTok, Michelle Cherie Beauty. So come check us out with our good content on TikTok. (laughs) Hey, guys, don't forget to rate, review, and hit the subscribe button on the podcast if you liked it. Leave any comments and anything you would like to share. Bye, guys.